Hello there, listener. Thank you for tuning in. Today's podcast is sponsored to you. Sponsored to you is sponsored by Wolf Tracks T-Shirts and Designs. Wolf Tracks T-Shirts and Designs does uh, T-shirts of any and all kinds, including basic shirts for sports teams or anything that you might need a shirt for, but they also do a lot of really cool uh, hand-drawn in-house art uh, from the owner and, and house artist Stephen Likens. So uh, they've done our logo. They are, we're working on some shirts with them that will be up on our website here in the coming months probably or sooner, hopefully. We'll see how quick we can uh, figure out how to sell shit on our website. Um, but it won't be Wolf Tracks T-shirts and designs that's holding things up because they do good work, and they will put together anything you need um, from, like I said, basic shirts all the way to something with some really cool artwork on it that would be specific to you and your brand or your event or your whatever you're promoting. <clears throat> so um, give them a call. Uh, like I said, you can check them out on Facebook. Um, you can give them a call also at 910-538-2474. That's 910-538-2474. And tell them that you heard about them on this podcast. They'll give you a free basic setup and design. So, uh, which would be just, you know, for basic regular t-shirts, you would just pay for the shirts, none of the design work. And then beyond that, if you got into some custom work and stuff like that, they would work with you on, uh, they can do whatever you need them to. So, uh, check them out, check our logo out and, uh, you can see their work and go to their Facebook page and you can see more of their stuff. It's got, it's a real, Steve's got a really cool fucking retro comic vibe to his shit that I think is really awesome. <clears throat> and, uh, we're really happy with what he's done for us. So check them out, give them a call. Mention the podcast, 910-538-2474. And uh, coming up on this episode, one we've been looking forward to, this is the return of the king of our uh, Kill Me Now trilogy of episodes that started with Travis Long, the director, one of the actors, Nick Mundy, and now um, one, of the, one of the other actors um, and the writer of the film, uh, Mr. Michael Swain from Crack.com. So it's a really cool episode. We really enjoy it. We've been looking forward to this one for a long time to get uh, Swain on the podcast. And we hope you guys really enjoy it. So here we go. Get your fucking snacks and drinks. It's about to go down. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast. This is episode... 15. Would be 15. We have a 14th episode that we haven't put on the website because we talk a lot about, <laughs> A, Ice Cube's... Uh, was it Predator or Death Certificate? Uh, it was uh, Lethal Injection. Lethal Injection. And also the new lineup for Lou Fest, but... <laughs> For some reason, all the loads and loads of music clips we listened to throughout that whole time did not go through in the recording. So we might put it up or might not. I don't know. We also talked to our significant others about Mad, Mad Max, Max, which is actually a pretty cool part of it. But uh, anyway, thank you for listening. And if you are here today for the first time because of the guest, 
Cut, listen to other episodes. There's some yeah. ones that aren't just us, where the interesting people are, <laughs> right. that you might like. So don't just don't get stuck on one that's just Ian and I and be like, these guys are fucking terrible. <laughs> Move on to something with like uh, other Kill Me Now vets, like Nick, Nick Mundy, Mundy or Travis Long, right? Or Casey Schaefer from the Whiz Pops. There's yeah. interesting people we sometimes have on here, like today's <laughs> guest, who you may have seen on the aforementioned Kill Me Now. Um, on all sorts of everything from crack.com. I mean, uh, got, what is it? Uh, those aren't muskets. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. After hours. After hours. Yeah. From, oh yeah. From crack. Yeah. After hours. Rom.com has been good as well. But, um, but ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I must say you, because <laughs> I secretly want to be on the view. <laughs> That's why the only reason I would go transgender is if I was offered an, <laughs> so uh, be on a spot the on the view. Six foot eight. <laughs> Giant woman on the view. Um, but anyway, without further ado, our guest today, um, the man, the myth, the legend, the sometimes juggler, um, uh, Michael Swain. Hello, oh, hello Mr. Swain. It was Swain. so hard not to break into the riffs. <laughs> I don't know. I've never done a... I, I'm aware that, I was aware they existed, but I've never done a show where I waited for the first part. Oh, right. Oh, because yeah. at the cracked offices, no one ever shuts the hell up. So oh, yeah. It's very alien to me to not <laughs> bounce off of your jokes. Hey, guys. Howdy. Great to be here. Welcome. Great to have you. Have you yeah. ever listened to Kevin Pollock's uh, uh, podcast, Kevin Pollock Chat Show, perhaps, Michael? Uh, no, I vowed I would after he sat near us after a web uh, Streamies award ceremony. Okay. Oh, right. Uh, we all went to the Pacific Dining Car. And he sat at the table next to us, and I was like, I should really listen to his podcast. And that's the end of the story. Nothing well, ever he, happened he after like, that. I mean, he leaves his guest. I mean, they sit at a table together. I watch it on Hulu. I don't listen to it. I watch mm-hmm. it. Watch it. And they, he sits there for a good half hour at the beginning <laughs> of the episodes with the the guest. You know, like yeah. Michael, you know, someone is sitting across from him, Dexter, right. somebody, John Daly, someone's sitting across the table from him off camera for like a half hour. And then finally he introduces the guy, <laughs> which I've always thought was really crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, anyway. I think I only would, I only know the etiquette thanks to Comedy Bang Banks. I'm a big fan of oh, right. that podcast as oh, everyone yeah. who likes podcasting is. Uh, but yeah. of course, the, I just notice every once in a while they'll have a guest that clearly no one told them, and they don't understand that. And Scott Ackerman has to, like, subtly shut them down <laughs> until they understand you're not supposed to talk until some arbitrary point when you are supposed to talk. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, what, so what are, I mean, besides, obviously, you're, uh, what, what, uh, what, what podcast does a podcasting man like yourself listen to? Well, I actually just really recently, fairly recently, last couple months, got into podcasts because of the Cracked podcast. We started doing that, Mm -hmm. and I figured it was really weird of me to have a podcast coming out that I'm a part of and not have ever listened to a podcast. So (laughs) I just (laughs) – so I have very standard answers because I'm just like dipping my toe in the water. But uh, so, yeah, I listen to a lot of Radiolab. Howdy, yeah. Bang Bang, okay. Welcome to Night Vale, yeah. um, nice. Stuff You Should Know, and uh, This American Life I also like, nice. okay. revealing yeah. my horrible liberal bias already. 
That's okay. That's okay. It's, okay. it's good yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, we're fine yeah. over here with that. We have no problem with. Uh... Yeah, it's led to a lot more um, like weeping in public while I'm on a walk, though. Yeah. So I just yeah. I had to buy bigger, darker sunglasses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, keep the, the classic, the classic lefty sunglasses. As yeah. We yeah. As we walk around. The they, world if I may, describe the plot of another podcast on your podcast very briefly. <laughs> I they had a This American Life recently that was about a special camp where kids whose parents have killed themselves who are too young to understand that concept go to have people explain to them Whoa. what happened. So the entire show is just audio clips of little children's voices saying like Daddy shot himself in the head, and now he'll never come back. And it's like, come oh, on, this American life, you know? <laughs> like, how much of my sorrow do you need? Yeah, really. <laughs> Jesus. So if anybody has been looking for something to lay around with your, in your headphones while you're going to sleep, yeah. night, there's a real good candidate. Exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say maybe a Prairie Home Companion or yeah. something with Garrison Keeler or something, but that sounds way better. Yeah, right. Oh my Ooh. god. And of What's course, that podcast the podcast called the, cracker, the Darkest the Cracker podcast? Freshness? I listen <laughs> yeah. to the Cracker Freshness all the time. Oh, constantly. Of course, I'm yeah. sure um, yeah. I'm sure you're one of our regular 135 listeners. <laughs> right. Well, see, I listened to it back when it was the Fresh Cracker Experience. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. right. You know, before you guys kicked Brandon out. Oh, I, I had an afro right. back then. That was a really awkward <laughs> yeah, time for was, all of us. Yeah. Yeah, you could hear it rustling. Hey, on the it just always picked up. Shows. Yeah. Well, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't much of a afro. That was the main problem is it didn't stick out very well at all because you're a redheaded ginger fuck who has no no concept of curly hair yeah. whatsoever. Your well, hair... a man can dream, goddammit. A yeah. man can dream. So uh... it was more just like a mess of Aquanet and just perms. Every week, perms. He just kept having to get them. Yes. Right. Uh... Well, so, so tell me, uh, how did, like, we're going to, we're going to, since we have had Two of we said your compatriots from Kill Me Now. Yes, conspirators. Yes, we are going to ask you some stuff about that. How did you? Uh, how did you come to become like? How did you come to get in that project? Well, that was all Travis Long's doing. Your buddy. Yeah. Uh, and I believe previous guest on the show. Did I hear that right? Yes. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Well, First he's legit a, he's guest a... that wasn't someone yeah. that we got from the bus station was Travis. <laughs> yeah, an incredibly legit man. Legit will be the word on his tombstone. Um, Travis Long basically reached out to Abe Epperson and I. Abe is sort of my longtime uh, hetero life mate. Okay. Uh, when it comes to making comedy, he, I mean, he's the yin to my yang and any other stupid analogy you want to use. Uh, so we, we founded Those Are Muskets together and blah, 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 blah to this day. Sure. Uh, he was the director of photography on Kill Me Now. And Travis just reached out to us as a fan of our Those Are Musket sketches and said, basically, I have assembled a, a ready-to-go project with everything except, like, a script that we want to shoot. So okay. do you, a random sketch troupe that I enjoy, have a screenplay that's done already? And we did for a very weird reason that I won't go into, like... You know, a series of Hollywood meetings that didn't go anywhere, but got far enough that we wrote a script. Okay. So right. we just had this script for like two years before that sitting in a drawer and no other scripts and no plans to write any script. <laughs> so it was really lucky that we could say, yes, we have it. Here it is. And and he liked it enough to uh, execute or, well, 13 drafts later, we <laughs> shot it. But <laughs> right. I believe they and call I that believe... destiny, sir. Yeah. Yeah. You might need to... Uh, 
I may need to double check with Travis, but I'm pretty sure he went to Britannic first. Do you know them? That sketch true? No, I don't think I've heard I do of them. Not, uh-uh. Oh, they're amazing. Okay. Uh, Brian McElhaney and Nick Kocher form a sketch troupe called Britannic, one of my favorites. And I, he either went to them first or they were right, going to – He was. they were next. Okay. But I, I prefer to believe that they didn't have a script and that and we were the backup because I like the underdog story. Of course, of course. Yeah. America does as so, well. Yeah. So after we went through them, nine other troops – the surviving members of Monty Python, then he came to us. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and we just flew out and shot it, not knowing anything about, well, knowing all the parts of how to make a movie, right. but never having made a movie. So we went out thinking it's just going to be like shooting the sketches, which we've done many, many times, over and over and over until you have a movie length. But, of course, it's not. So it was <laughs> both a nightmare and the most fun I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Very similar to how Mundy described it. As yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, Mundy was, and I'm sure he told this story, but so I won't uh, regale you too much with his legends, but he was, I mean, just the champ among champs. He was like going out to throw up in between takes where he had to lift a fully grown man and throw him through a window. Right, and he was right. throwing up because of sleep deprivation that we required of him <laughs> because he had to shoot 48 hours in a row or something absurd. Um, Cause yeah, we basically just bit off more than you can chew in every possible way, <laughs> knowing that we were doing that, but knowing that with the budget and what we want to do, this is what we got to do and just powering through and everyone's sort of agreeing to just power through. And, uh, it was insane. We were literally going to the Walmart, the Effingham Walmart, because it was the only thing open late at night when we wrapped to buy all the props for scenes we might shoot the next day. (laughs) And I don't know if you know a lot about making movies, but like when they shoot transformers, they don't go out the night before and buy some stuff. <laughs> they're like, well, we got to shoot yeah. Bumblebee tomorrow. Right. We should probably figure out how we're going to make that guy. Yeah. Let's put him together. But we literally did. I mean, the movie opens with a laser tag sequence that I think for a low budget movie looks pretty great. Oh, yeah. And we had that's not a laser tag place. That's a place that was built over the course of about a day and a half when we just said, well, we're going to need a laser tag place. What should we do about that? You, you and you. Go build a laser tag place <laughs> in this garage, and they did that. Nice. Yeah, it we just insane. just to, so you're on the level of what's going on here. Yeah. We literally just watched Kill Me Now. <laughs> yeah, again. yeah, we just yeah, did a refresher. Um, so you were the two. I saw those. Yeah, I saw just you just got yeah. two more streams. Yeah, from Ryan. I, yeah, I get a check for eight and a half cents. Nice. <laughs> hey, that's not do bad. They, do, I mean, there were two people in the room. Do they? Is there? A way yeah, to... <laughs> right. Well, the, yeah, we have an NSA distribution deal. So actually, oh. the next generation of humans will have it encoded into their DNA. The screenplay. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's, yeah, that's, right. the, that's the upside of all this gene therapy, right? right there and stuff like that. Oh, but I, I do. I have to call out Essingham as a kick-ass town because it definitely. Um, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know etiquette, but I get for in the interest of not pissing anyone off, I won't explicitly say what our budget was. But it was very, very low. Right. So low that the smart thing to do would have been a cast of five people in a house with maybe a couple car scenes, <laughs> and you think of a clever writer way to make it still a good movie, right? right. Sure. People do that all the time. We did the opposite just because we didn't know any better and had like 18 speaking roles of uh, (laughs) a bear, a van crashes through a wall, 
22 locations, et cetera, et cetera. And there is no question that the movie could never have been made anywhere except Effingham, Illinois. Right. <laughs> and that's because Travis is like, I don't, did, okay, so did you guys grow up in Effingham? Or I did. How long I, I, okay. Travis and I met when he moved to Effingham in fifth grade, I believe. <laughs> nice. So. And it, it seemed to us like he was the king of Effingham. <laughs> I mean, he could get us any location for free, which is just unheard of. He would go, oh, we need a jail? With no prior, like, emailing ahead, I'll just call the jail, and they'll give us a jail cell, and they won't charge us anything. Hey, the local newspaper's coming out to do a story on us, because nothing happened. Because nothing happened there, yeah. In fact, they almost have lost the newspaper at this point. They don't even have enough people subscribing. They're just like, we have the internet here now. We don't need this. Put your ink and paper away. Woof. But yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a that's just a byproduct of, of a little town like that, like Effingham. Like they hear a guy that went to high school there is making a movie, and they're like, "Sure, that's legit." Yeah, yeah. video. Yeah. Give him whatever he yeah. wants. Absolutely. The souvenir I brought home is a beer cozy that says, "Where the Effingham are we?" Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> classic. Seen, you pro- you got that from that uh, that BP gas station. <laughs> that's guessing. weird. That's yeah. creepy. They have, you know well, I've so seen the shirts in there too. Whenever I've gotten gas there, when I've been back home. Um, yeah, it's a it's it's a it's an interesting place. It's, yeah, it's both a fun place and the butthole of the universe. <laughs> yeah. The it's steak like, and shake, though, I do wake up at night sometimes missing the steak and shake. Oh, what about the giant cross? I mean, I'm sure <laughs> uh-huh, you slept uh-huh. under it. I was what I was. I was told that most of the cats <laughs> well, slept I wake under up to the stark visions of a giant cross. But I, that's been since I was a child. I don't oh, know what well, the deal is with that. It's because you had a good yeah. upbringing, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know I've seen. Uh, I've been privy to some B-roll footage oh, that, yes. that Ian and I have Ooh, got behind so, so, uh, the So we've seen that you uh, are show, you will show up in B-roll. Obviously, it's also yeah, on your it's IMDb, on IMDb page, yeah. so it's also not <laughs> That's like common a, knowledge. It's not like, the, is, is Daniel Craig a stormtrooper in the back of <laughs> Force Awakens? It's not at all that kind of news, I guess. But uh, So, yeah, so, uh, I mean... What in B roll? You just a smaller role? Yeah, yeah, that was just a really fun opportunity. Again, Travis being my my everything, the wind <laughs> beneath myself, um, <laughs> reached out and said, "Do you want to come improv improvise a scene with uh, Kurt Braunholer, who's another comedian who sure. I very much oh, admire?" Yeah. And he has a really uh, good podcast, also the the K hole. Yeah, <laughs> so I just basically showed up for one day and got to shoot the shit with Kurt over a table, uh, being sort of an asshole, which is always fun. Nice. If you're going to improv, you want to just be hammering at someone usually. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so just basically sat at a table and shot the shit, and it was done. It was great. It was the exact opposite. Uh, experience is kill me now. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but equally rewarding in its own way. Very and awesome. I actually just compared notes with Noah, who plays the stoner in Kill Me Now, very well. I might add. And oh yeah, he he's was great. Right. Hobo King. And he, and yeah, he's credited as the Hobo King for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, B-roll, that's right. Yeah. Has us and I don't. I read an early, early draft of B-roll. But it's gone through many drafts since then, so I'm very excited to see what the hobo king is. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, Noah and I were just talking, and it's so weird 
I guess it's not weird if you actually have a career and are in movies regularly, but it's weird to us that we're both in the movie, but we haven't seen each other in like three years. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that one shot all around and I think there were only a couple scenes in LA. So I got to get in on that and that was a lot of fun. I'm not sure where he shot the bulk of it. Oh, there's, sure a, there's quite a bit of it shot in Effingham. I <laughs> in know. Effingham, that oh, makes yeah. sense. I know there was some stuff shot on the cor- uh, a courthouse scene. I know a lot <laughs> yeah. of people were called down to the courthouse to shoot some big outdoor nice. thing with Kurt. Nice. Um, so yeah, I think we're we're working on doing some kind of uh, premiere here in St. Louis for uh, yeah for that. So we will listeners, listeners. be listening <laughs> because we were trying to work out like a live podcast and showing of the movie kind of thing. Should be pretty here. fun, yeah. Which nice. should be really cool. Um, so I'm going to ask probably what's really a stupid question to you. Sure. Um, but for the uninitiated that are listening that don't know, how mm-hmm. did – well, obviously, with you, you – what I'm going to get into is you working with Cracked <laughs> and being a part of the mm. Cracked team there. Um, a and, gotcha question. I uh, see. Yeah. I see how <laughs> it's going to be. No, uh, you know, just like obviously this – for anyone who doesn't know, Cracked before was, for any of you millennials that don't understand, <laughs> Cracked was once a comedy magazine. Oh, yes. That, you know, like uh, in the vein of Mad Magazine back in the day, it was Cracked and Mad. I remember I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I enjoyed both of them quite a bit, and uh, which has transitioned into a comedy website. And not I don't know a, if it's a, well, the, I guess it's a transition, but it's more of just like a cut to sure. right. thing. Same name. <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering. Like, like the, how did that whole thing, do you know? I mean, how that all took place? Um, yeah, uh, I don't, it's really boring to go into, I think, all the details of sure, the right, people yeah. who handed the brand back and forth. Okay. But suffice to say, it's one of those things where uh, a brand has sort of fallen into disrepair, not for lack of quality i think the times just sort of moved on Absolutely. mad magazine yeah. Yeah. is having its share of struggle as well oh, oh sure, sure. I mean, modern age. famously went to a tv show format you know yeah to, right to try to stay relevant at one point and exactly so crack sort of was a dormant thing for a long time and then jack o'brien our editor-in-chief uh was involved in with the man media the company that bought up the brand okay. and wanted to relaunch it. And it was relaunched originally as a magazine. It still wasn't similar at all to the old Cracked magazine. The big difference being that old Cracked and Mad relied so much on uh, those great cartoonists. Cartoon, right, right, yeah. The classic cartoon, era. Yeah, absolutely. And just because Jack was the guy steering the ship and – I don't. I'm not going to speak to whether that's his bag or not, but it doesn't seem like he doesn't have a lot of cartoonist connections. <laughs> right. But he did. But he did have a lot of writer connections and comedy connections, and so he took it in more of just a straight written comedy. I mean, certainly there's a lot of strong graphical elements, but the whole goal of the new cracks uh, that Jack sort of pioneered is a hybrid of comedy and finding out really interesting information, right. trivia yeah. about history of science, and or looking at a movie or book or fictional thing that you like a lot so hard that it becomes interesting in a new way that the author probably didn't even intend. But right. It's fun. And that's like my favorite our thing. After yeah. Hours yeah. yeah. Right. Which is like where after hours. Or like yeah. the, like we were talking about a little bit ago, like the articles, like the one where 
the theoretical idea that all of Pixar takes place in the same universe. Yeah. Like in, right. Yeah. And this and the whole like ruined future. Right. Of, exactly. Of Wally and stuff like and that. like uh, Dan O'Brien's uh, obsessive pop culture disorder, things like that. Those, yeah. the, they're so fun. Like that's just such mm-hmm. a cool uh, thing that I we like going the down these rabbit holes. Practice because it's a it's way more than just funny stories or, yeah. or comedy stuff. There's like a lot of really just cool shit. You can learn shit or right. it'll make you think twice about something, yeah. you know. That's why I really liked the uh, the the D textbook was a really cool thing that Oh thank you. That did. was I'd, a lot of fun. Yeah. I uh, I bought the hell out of that. That was such a fun <laughs> read like and you know that's I love having my uh preconceived notions blown the fuck away. Like that's such a great thing for me. Right. And I think that it did that a lot, you know, and it kinda opens and, your eyes yeah, to new things. I certainly love all the yeah, the movie stuff. I've also found I am shocked, and I gotta say, uh, uh, Cracked has it, at least makes it its business and does a fairly robust job of fact checking and trying to use journalistic integrity as far as multiple sources and things like oh, that. Right. And yeah, and so when it comes to the historical information, I usually believe that most, if not all, of it is is correct, and. I can't believe how much crazy crap about history <laughs> that that should be very common knowledge yeah. because it's so amazing or whatever. Didn't know like that there were millions and millions of Native Americans <laughs> before, and like and then Columbus, there were small skirmishes of Europeans, and then a disease spread, and they basically had their own apocalypse. Oh yeah, before we ever arrived on masks to settle, <laughs> before Europeans ever arrived yeah, on masks. So. And it just makes that. me want there to be like, how is there not a post-apocalyptic movie set at that time? That would oh, be so yeah. rad. That so would be pretty cool. Cracked often <laughs> reveals characters in history or something that I'm like, well, that's a movie. Like H.H. Yeah. H. Holmes, the America's first oh, serial killer. Oh yeah, it's that little, so amazing. That little All Netflix documentary <laughs> is pretty decent about him. But like, that's that dude is yeah. that whole. He's like the real jigsaw. Oh yeah, kind of guy. You know? I know. Like that whole I, thing is. Yeah, how has that not been made a movie? <laughs> right. Like it seems like Johnny Depp is just designed to paint some weird portrait and then go play it. Yeah. Did you know that's how he picks his roles? Really? <laughs> or that's part of his process. Every time he gets a role, he paints a portrait of the character, and I believe sometimes the costumes are sort of modeled after his painting. Interesting. Oh, wow. I didn't know. That. Learned on cracked. Wow. Nice. <laughs> He's a fascinating My entire personality guy. is cracked. Fact. I don't understand <laughs> the decision. Those paintings are fucking with his decision making. Yeah, so right. Like, what did that Mordecai painting look like? <laughs> what made? What was he just like? Yes, here we go. The, I like, gotta do this. Yeah. I feel like at that point he. You know what? I, like he just took a photo of himself and painted a mustache on right. it. That's <laughs> like, what. No enough. one was trying with Mordecai. No I was put like, in you more look back at his career and you're just like, some of these, uh, some of these things. You're like, man, Blow is fucking phenomenal. Right. You, know, you go through some of these amazing roles and you're like, he also made all these goddamn Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Movies. Right. <laughs> well, I gotta say, even the first time I saw Jack Sparrow, I was like, that is a great big choice and it's amazing how consistent he keeps the acting and the voice. Oh, yeah. And I mean, sure. it's obviously Keith Richards, but it's a great funny take on Keith Richards. Yeah. But then you do two more and then you do the Mad Hatter <laughs> and Willy Wonka and they're all in the same direction. Yeah. And it, I just think he's, he's done stretching, you know, he's going to yeah. do that. He's not really but, subtle anymore. Yeah. Did you but man, back see, when did I you first heard about H.H. H. Holmes, which was actually from a great comic book by a guy I will shout out named Rick Geary, okay. who doesn't get enough uh, press, 
nearly, <laughs> but um, he did a comic about H.H. H. Holmes that I read growing up, and I always thought Johnny Depp in a movie about H.H. H. Holmes, World's Fair, would be great, but that not anymore. Be. Not so much. I'd recast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how old was H.H. H. Holmes at that time? Was he like, I mean, mid-30s? They couldn't yeah, get, we well, couldn't, like, they couldn't yeah. get Christoph Waltz to play that. He's a little too old. For yeah, that. that's true. Kind of... And he also almost nothing is known about him because he seemed to be like a compulsive liar okay. to an astounding degree. By the t- when he was arrested, he had like four or five different families that all he successfully. I mean, the guy must have been so stressed out. He was a serial killer. <laughs> And had five different families in different cities who all believed that they were the, his only family. <laughs> no one was ever able to establish with certainty his real name, his actual age. There are some people who think he is Jack the Ripper. Like Jack the Ripper escaped, came to America, and changed his name to H.H. H. Holmes. Right. Which would be great for a movie, yeah, too. Yeah, that would be amazing. great. What? Someone fund this. Who's got? If anyone's yeah, listening right? with, a, with just deep pockets, get a hold of Swaim and Travis Long. <laughs> Are you guys here? I thought this was a pitch meeting. I thought oh, you had big money. It totally behind. is. It yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, okay, good. I mean, uh, at this point, we had to move money out of the way to set everything up in here to record. Right. <laughs> we are like Johnny way, Depp and Blow. Everything's way, in, everything's totally, in shoeboxes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, bud. <laughs> just completely unrelated question. Is it freshly baked crackers or fresh crackers? It's freshly baked crackers. We just, yeah. you know, we had certain certain things we couldn't fit on certain areas. Yeah. So I got to ask because so fresh crackers, I get totally is a double pun because you're presumably sure. white because one of you's a ginger, yes. Yes. soulless <laughs> fuck, and the other one called that. I'm with very, impunity. I'm very well aware that it's easy to confuse me with an African American man <laughs> so. all the time. It happens and a then, lot. Fresh because it's you know fresh like you're you're gonna get in my like grill. Funky you know, fresh. You're gonna try right? to steal a kiss at the Nickelodeon. <laughs> I'm gonna have to slap you. Your fresh crackers, freshly baked crackers. Are uh-huh. you high right now? Because that's the only implication I can get. Well, we're not I mean, low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I now good. It all comes now. The cat's out of the bag yeah. on all of yeah. all that. So. Uh, Sorry to our church crowd who yeah. well hope that doesn't do you, you off. Me water earlier. I kind of feel like you were bogarting the better stuff. We can. I mean, you're offering me you water. Need. Come on. Me, <laughs> yeah, we get, got you get, going. Get your camera phone out. Man. I say camera phone as though they are phones that you can purchase right now. Where just they don't have cameras. Oh, I, I have one. Did you know there's cameras now that aren't even phones? Like what? there's cameras that you can't make a call on. Well, why would you want? Can, you I can, don't, you can obviously weird. text, right? It. You can still yeah. text and. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can still just, text. Okay. <laughs> you have to plug into a landline to send the text. That's no. all. Oh, yeah. And it's like old going to be pagers. the next hipster you use old thing. pager codes that no one understands. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That'll be the next hipster thing. Is we're gonna, they're going to start going backwards in all technology. The next thing is oh, seeing a lot of pagers. I could definitely see pagers becoming a really yeah. annoying douchebag yeah. hipster trend in like eight years. I don't have a where they're phone. really hard to find. I've got a pager. Yeah, like just I don't buzz have a me. TV like that kind of thing. I don't even. I don't have a smartphone, guys. Okay, yeah. I still I have this rotary phone. That I have to go home and use. <laughs> My pager takes Polaroids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's a moneymaker. That's like So that's... what yeah, we got we got Dippin' Danishes. Yep, we got H.H. Right. Holmes movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we got Pager Polaroids. That's... Oh, I'm I'm just emailing just random accountants <laughs> trying to find one that wants to work with us <laughs> yeah. at this point because we're gonna need to do something to take care of we all this. We gotta get money. on Shark Tank with this shit. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and turn them down. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. You're, you got to fight a little bit more. Your game is just not good enough for what we've got going on. Did, did I say that it's Polaroid? The, uh, fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> like Shark Tank is money fight club to me. <laughs> you have to take your shirt off. There was a guy that went on there that wound up killing himself. Happy story. Really? Oh, no. Yeah, got Cut. so humiliated by, uh, I guess, you know, you don't go on TV and have Cuban yeah. tell you no, tell you he's out. Yeah. yeah, he went home and... Called it a called it a wrap on existence. Jesus. So, welcome to this American life, <laughs> <laughs> the darker side of Shark Tank. <coughs> see, so we've also had one. a good segment. H. H. Holmes has also been a dark part of the podcast. Right, the, uh, that's true. The mention of the podcast of children talking about their parents' suicides. <laughs> this has been both a jovial, giggly time and the darkest timeline. <laughs> <laughs> it's a roller coaster of emotions at Freshly Baked Crackers. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I have, I don't know the tone of your show. I will I will add it to my queue right as the second we hang up. I sure. promise. But I hope I'm not just like totally spinning. Like it would be so funny to find out this was supposed to be a really tight show about the latest movies that have come out. Because I <laughs> right. I've really you're not handling me well. I'm yeah, <laughs> this is this is no, totally we, off we, the rails. We, we were more uh, wanting to talk about you know you, but we yeah. we, uh, most, we mostly do talk a lot <laughs> do about go on? comics and film and movies yeah. and, and music. Uh, yeah, we tend to nice. focus a lot for some. Recently on the the MCU on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Are you a fan of the I did, Marvel I heard stuff? At the top, I would love to talk about Mad Max, but then you just have a repeat of your last show. Yeah, but no, it's fucked it's, up because yeah. the music didn't go and through. So hell with it. Let's I want to talk about, talk about that movie forever. So you know, I'm supposed to go to work when this is over. I think I'm going to just tell everybody I'm done and going to go see Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, let's just go was... see Mad Max again. Um, yeah, like, like yeah, it was killer. I would definitely have to add. The, the guitar guy from Mad Max and mm-hmm. Lifetime Heroes oh, yes. of all time. It's, uh, he's, he's amazing. That's a movie. That needs to that be a guy prequel. In and of like himself. Miller's talking about making prequels of these. He yeah. needs to do one about just the story of this blind kid who grows up in this slave world. <laughs> the and, man on the doof wagon. Yeah, and, totally. No, and, I really wanted to see the moment where he convinced this horrible like Klingon-like violence beats all society that they should let him live. Like that he serves a valuable <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, you like, got to no, have that he, scene where he, he has like the little a shitty guitar he made out of yes. scrap and yes. just some <laughs> cables that he ripped out of the back of a car. Yes. And he, you know, and he like plays Mary Had a Little Lamb and the guy who's about to kill him is like, play that shit again. <laughs> right, that. right. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. guy's got to stay alive. Oh, Flash man. forward to just flames <laughs> out of the thing. I love how like, that yeah. was not a one-time gag in that yeah. fucking movie. It he was the soundtrack of the Fury the Road. He, he, he made was, the music when we saw yeah. all the guys. That was it. It was yeah. so fucking cool. And the oh, the is thing that actually shot. True, I didn't know that. If you if you really sp- like, whenever you're seeing uh, Furiana and Max, the music is somber. It's more like slowed yeah. down. But every time the car comes up, it's him with the with right. the heavy and metal and the ba- and the drums in the background. And some, and this That's awesome. Giant drum section behind him. Like <laughs> he actually shot yeah. flames. That was legit too. His yeah. it was a gas powered thing, and he shot flames with the whammy bar. That's wow. fucking you know, awesome. Like, that was just a blatant Rammstein ripoff. But besides that, <laughs> the thing was amazing. You know how many I'd people in metal bands yeah, are just really? like, guys, after seeing this, I think that we should change a little bit how we do our stage setup. Like, first of all, I'm pyro on my guitar. Yeah, well, everyone drums behind me. Dangle me from bungee cords. <laughs> just every metal band becomes guitar and five drums. <laughs> and some car mechanics, yeah. I would yes. get back into metal, actually. That would, that would turn me right back they on into metal. They only play in parking lots. They drive. 
drive they drive big <laughs> circles around malls and you can just they run only them. play racetracks and stuff <laughs> that would genius. actually be amazing um so i obviously you uh enjoyed the film as well oh very much mostly the names of the characters finally revealed in the closing credits like yes. <laughs> people eater and whatever the yeah. names were i love that shit yeah I've, i'm a big fan I'm I a like huge that. fan of world building and any sort of yeah. Like I say, I often say, well, I'm a huge sci-fi fan and I'm also a fantasy fan, but I'm I'm annoyed by how most fantasy, like t- the word fantasy implies, you know, pushing the limits of the human imagination that we've right. been gifted Absolutely. in this life. And most fantasies like you're familiar with all the races already and they're going to have the same spells and they're just going to be People, the dwarves and the elves will do stuff. Yeah. Right. And it'll wrap up. There will be some evil that's always called like the darkness or the dark one. <laughs> right. Because uh, we're all racist. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, Secretly racist. And then, all know, ogres are it. evil, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I hesitate to say that, but I realized what combines all my loves is world building or someone using their imagination and being like, like I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. So someone's saying, like, uh, I invented this society and they talk like this and the water is held in this stone tower and you see he controls the water so he's the king <laughs> and I love stuff like that and uh, I mean you can't get more original than Miller he just took yeah. where you know it's so steeped in like Australian outback sentimentality yeah. taken to a fantasy or a sci-fi place right I just love things where there's like monsters from a different culture than mine because shit I could never think of. Like Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, when you're yeah. like, oh, no American probably would think <laughs> of exactly those monsters. They have a weird – they have a different sentiment steeped in a different artistic tradition. And I feel like Mad Max was the same. Every costume piece and every car was like, well, you don't see that every day. Right. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the, the whaling feeling... themes was really cool I think too with the vehicles mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And the feeling that there's the second part of that, because I have a problem with Star Wars because they just throw shit out there, but it doesn't <laughs> all hang together. Right. Um, so the second part is Mad Max, is that feeling of uh, consistency, where even if you don't get every detail filled in, the details of how the society works are consistent enough that you feel like you could teleport into that world and it would hold together. Like you could go have your own adventure and do things in that world right. or write. Ah, I shudder to say it. But like I like movies that you could write fanfic about, <laughs> that the world is that consistent. Right. But on the record, I've never written a fanfic. I just have to get that out there. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> oh, the one possible exception is I did do a comic book adaptation of all the cutscenes in the point-and-click adventure game Full Throttle by LucasArts. Oh, that's amazing. That's As one of my kid, favorite I, turned, I adapted that panel by panel into a comic book. Oh, my God. I would buy that and read it every day. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> that is moldering in a closet somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, though. If, like, if someone, especially if someone's building some, like, I love. I just like post-apocalyptic shit. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it's always I like really give fun. me something where society has fallen apart, the rules have changed. Right. Some fucked up people have come into power. <laughs> Basically, anything that is reminiscent of Solar Babies. <laughs> yeah. The classic <laughs> '80s film. Uh, you know, with roller skating. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a 
awful government controlling the water kind of thing, you know. <laughs> nice. No, but like like even terrible like the postman. Oh yeah. Water world. <laughs> like, right. you know, like, the, like I'll give it a shot. Oh yeah. You know? so, so, hold on. Society has crumbled. <laughs> Tell me more about that. <laughs> Yeah, what is it about that? There's something about, well, I don't know. I, I talk to my parents and older people that I know, and they say, uh, no, some segment of the population has always been obsessed with the idea that the world's going to end tomorrow. Ever since, or even before the A-bomb, you know, people, sure. I mean, ancient man used to see a solar event where there's a second st- sun in the sky for a day. And say, well, that's it. The world's probably going <laughs> to end done. soon. Yeah. And you can't blame them because that's crazy shit to see. But, uh, but I do feel like it's reached this kind of fever pitch. And I used to worry that it would be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, hey, guys, let's all cool it on how much we love the apocalypse. <laughs> because I'm not a big religious guy, but if I were God... I would be like, all right, you want the apocalypse? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> you guys seem to like it so damn I mean, much. God, God's yeah, trying to improve it. his approval rating anyways. Yeah, it's right. like, they're asking for apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, it seems I got to give them what they want. Fucking give it to them. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of, but that's what's funny about those movies is you always assume you would be the main characters. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. of course. Instead of the millions of people wiped out <laughs> right, in the no. first event in a blink oh, of an yeah. eye. I went to San Andreas <laughs> last night. And my girlfriend and I just kept leaning back and forth and being like, who cares? We're like, whether these four people live, everyone is dead. <laughs> like they try to try and build tension out of whether a single human, I mean, everything's fucked. Just, just start looting. I guess I would be bad at <laughs> apocalypse. Right. And I'm like, rock, don't try to save your family. Just loot. You're a big guy. You can loot a lot. <laughs> you can get a lot of stuff. Right. You could be the king of the post-apocalypse. That survival instinct has got to kick in, I guess. That's what that yeah. is. Like, well, nobody else is making it. I got to try to get as far as I can. Yeah. Well, and the, I got to say a thing about that movie, which, man, if you know why you're going into that movie, it delivers for the things you want to see. But... <laughs> I, the cracked in me could not stop thinking, this guy is a, a rescue worker in a rescue helicopter. He is, like, on the payroll of the fire and rescue squad. And the second that there's danger, he immediately abandons everything to focus on his family. <laughs> and the movie never mentions it, like, doesn't even treat it like a thing, like... Because you're focused on the adventure of is, he, is how's the family going to do. Right. But no one ever brings up th- this right now, this wide-scale statewide emergency. This is exactly <laughs> what we pay you. Don't, don't <laughs> knock that guy out and take his truck. Save everyone right. using your helicopter. This is what you've been trained for for <laughs> yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Now this is it. This it's job. happened. <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> oh, God. That's so funny. Up until today, you haven't saved anybody. <laughs> your fucking chance, man. At least help one person. Yeah. So would you, would you recommend much, San Andreas? I will also, Should we check I it out? Huh? Would you I, recommend I would, it? I'd say it's worth seeing on the big screen if earthquakes hit a chord with you. You guys might okay. not feel this way, but because I've grown up in California, even though the plot is just tacked on and there's not good dialogue, or, it, it's not a great movie. The fact that it's about earthquakes just gets me to it's my home, core yeah. because I have grown up fearing earthquakes, whereas like Twister yeah. never yeah. would scare me because a tornado is actually not 
something I can wrap my head around. I've never had a threatening experience involving a tornado. But earthquakes, yeah, I've been through a few, and they are scary. And seeing one where you can literally see your house in the giant master shot of the earthquake happening and everything's blowing up, (laughs) you're like, oh, no, what about all my stuff? (laughs) Right. It gets to you. Same reason I played GTA Five. Honestly, is like you can see that you can go to the cracked offices. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's cool. That's, awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I can identify because when I was a kid, I rode the earthquake ride at Universal Studios, <laughs> and I, I've never been the same yeah, since. Mm-hmm. It's that's something that's fucking stuck with me. But like, shakes on a strange your side note, bringing up Twister, director yes. Travis Long. Uh, both of us, when we were younger, worked at the same guy owned the two movie theaters that were in Effingham. There was one little two uh, or one screen theater like by the courthouse on the square, and there was a two screen theater at the mall. And I worked at the one at the mall. Travis worked at the one, the other one. Mm-hmm. And they showed when it was during Twister. It's when Twister was on. It was one of the movies, and they yeah. just had this thing where they made someone, one of the employees, go sit in the theater. And make because you know it was, it was a PG movie or whatever. Kids came all the time, and right. fucking causing problems. <laughs> Travis Long has seen the movie Twister in theaters around a hundred times. <laughs> somewhere oh, wow. around there, he used to have a, a, an X Man like ability to be able to take any word out of the English language and go off somewhere in the script from that word. Wow, and just start saying lines from Twister. What yeah. an awful power to have. Yeah, <laughs> that's, terrible. that's terrible. You know, I've uh, seen the island of Dr. Moreau like 20 times in theaters because of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Labyrinth is the one I've seen probably more than any other movie. Not uh-huh. my choice either. No, I had a sibling who <laughs> uh, fell into a one of those loops when you're a certain age where you Yeah. and she my older sister watched it from morning to night like every day for 2 years and I have absorbed it into my DNA. It's a lot of David but, uh, Bowie cock in your yeah. face. That's but you yeah. guys got to talk to Soren Bowie also from Cracked, who worked for a while testing DVD menus. So he has seen hundreds of movies hundreds of times, including, like, garbage films. Like, oh. just, like, uh, like I, I'm not, I don't remember exact correct ones, but things like he's seen Sweet Home Alabama a hundred times oh, in nine no. different languages. Oh my god! And he can tell you the layout of the DVD menu and, <laughs> and all the special. And he's seen all the special features seven times in every language oh, that's and all that. Terrible. Poor Soren. He even has to learn he's about them. into the depths of oh, hell. Oh, that's fucked up. And live yeah. to talk about it. Oh no. <laughs> Testing DVD tester is happily. A job that I that will be phased out over time. I hope. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that no sounds one needs to be terrible. As, as yeah. more and more of the population goes mad, they're going to have to. <laughs> it's gonna be a job that gets phased out. There's a. I listen to. A, I've, I've uh, gone deep into the cult of Joe Rogan. I listen to a lot of. Sure. I listen to his podcast and he's a lot great. Of, uh, yeah, a lot of the comedians that are affiliated with him: Joey Diaz, Burt Kreischer, right. Ari Shafir, a bunch of these guys' mm-hmm. podcasts. And Joey, uh, they have this buddy named Yoshi, who is kind of a fledgling comedian, but he's also kind of just their buddy that hangs out in the green room a lot. And there's a lot, of, there's a great story about him being absolutely starving and not realizing this loaf of banana bread in the green room. Let me the guess, he store. stuck his long tongue out and ate it. 
Yep, he did. <laughs> this no. apple and right off the table. Yeah, right. <laughs> but to, a to great story is that he was a Sorry, he, he edited finish. porn. <laughs> he spent like seven or eight years editing porn. Oh God! Like ah. anything you can dream up. <laughs> so right. the dude is ruined. Yeah, he's completely <laughs> right. desensitized to anything. Yeah, I like, have. I know one of those. The uh, the guy who gave me my first sort of break into comedy, you could say, the editor in chief of the satire paper at UCSD the year I started, which was the first sort of comedy writing I started getting into. Uh, he got a job. All these jobs suck. You know, like when you grow up, you think video game tester or ice cream tester would be a great job. Right. They're not. They're like monotonous drudgery until your soul is crushed and you hate ice cream or video games. Right. right. And uh, he did what he thought would be a great job and then lived to just rue the day for a while. All the porn clips that were submitted to like you porn or an equivalent site sure. you just tag you know like oh it's a bbw gangbang that oh, involves blowjobs <laughs> or oh it's uh, an interracial threesome with midgets or whatever <laughs> he had to plug in all the tags so he would just you know with his eyes glazed over watch <laughs> pornography just streaming to- as it came in all the time just oh figuring out what it is oh that's figuring out awful. how to just classifying it literally taking the act of lovemaking and turning it into like okay it's 30% this 10% right. that like just dissecting it <laughs> oh that's so terrible nothing left <laughs> done oh god yeah, that would ruin you. That's that's the worst. I'm all yeah. I'm already working on a screenplay about that. I want Katie Johnston <laughs> to play that guy. That would be a fantastic movie. I would totally watch. Yeah, that. the guy who's well. I feel our whole generation has sort of uh, Don John kind of touched on this. Right. Uh, if you remember that movie. Yeah, that but was actually really good. I enjoyed that. I've been thinking about similar themes for a long time, and the sort of thing that would come out of my keyboard is a lot different than Don John, so I might still go for it, but I have I'm, I have part of a screenplay written that's sort of about, I, just the idea, our generation, like, I mean, I grew up, when I, the, my youngest memory of porn is like, it existing on the fuzzy channels, you know, on right. the spice channels, and then having a friend whose parents had a black box, so everything was unscrambled, yep. and staying the night at his house, <laughs> and getting confused. Um, <laughs> but... That's crazy. I mean, and then the internet just being this unlimited faucet, it affects not everyone, but it is, it's affected a lot of my male peers in ways that are not great, I, right. I don't think. And uh, I think there's a funny movie there, especially yeah. with Cody being bitter about it. <laughs> yeah, he would be good. Yeah. That would be pretty good. I mean, it's true. Like, it, And what's even frightening is like the generation right after that, that, that this is all they'll know, this unlimited torrent of sex all the time there's somewhere out there right now that you as a kid could go to including your public library and you could see all the sex in the world at any age you have to go like find a magazine in the woods (laughs) right parents if you are listening to the podcast with small children uh now's the time to crank it up (laughs) yep yep kids you gotta go to the library, kids. They here's don't the, block it. <laughs> they the, don't want the you truth. to know, but it's there. It's, there's it's, boobs there. They're there. They there. say it's only <laughs> learning. <laughs> See, you used to have to look at National Geographic at the library. Right. right. Yep. A reproductive diagram. <laughs> and again, makes things that should be sexual, non-sexual forever. Right. When I was younger, my growing up, up until recently, my family uh, owned a couple semi-truck dealerships. And they had, like... 
mechano shops in them and mechanics right. and stuff like that. When I was a kid, I would go like go on a Sunday there when it was closed and my dad like changed the oil in our cars and I would wander through mm. the mechanic shop and find the fucking nudie <laughs> calendars and tear right. a month off and be like, Oh, I've got a picture with a girl with her fucking shirt off. I <laughs> thought it was the greatest thing ever. And now it took some modicum like, of effort. Yeah. yeah right. These kids have got the most vile, degenerate like and I I enjoy pornography as much as the next Oh yeah. <laughs> vile person but some you know <laughs> i'm the first person to be like listen kids we don't use fists and, you know there's certain things you just yeah live. but like i remember as a kid that for some reason the kids in my neighborhood found a vhs tape in a ditch by the highway <laughs> that was porn Wow. And like what I was like the oldest kid in the neighborhood. Did you go stake out that ditch every so, night? No, they, they, <laughs> like, they like brought it to me as though I was the neighborhood godfather. They hadn't watched it. They came over to my house. Is Josh here? <laughs> and I come downstairs like, oh, we found something. <laughs> I was like, okay. And they showed it to me. It's so like, like, oh, a, man. Yeah, it's like today you'd need a glowing meteorite to get that right. reaction. Yeah. <laughs> come out back. This we ran. found something. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so they brought me this tape and like I, I watched it. They left. They left me with <laughs> they, it too. They, they wouldn't were like, even no, stay. We need you to fill, check this Just out. Just get back to us. So I just remember watching it. Was it was uh, New Wave Hookers was the name mm-hmm. of the movie. It's the best wave of hookers. And, nice. uh, and I, I'll never forget like them coming back later and being like, I don't know if you guys should watch this. <laughs> This is a game changer. Everything they thought is not what we thought. Yeah. It's not sweet <laughs> no, like, in movies. It's, it's, not, it's not just yeah. holding hands, you guys. <laughs> yeah. There is. It seems violent. This. <laughs> it seems, it seems, there's a lot more spitting than I yeah. thought. People yell. There's a lot. And there's way more than two people in a lot of times, it seems like. There were. I mean, I was counting swears, and then I ran out. There's a lot of swears. <laughs> <laughs> I have a similar, yeah. Oh, even more embarrassing, but I guess I'll share since I already started down this road. Uh, my buddy and I, my earliest memory like that is watching Project Aiko, which is like just not even, just, it's an anime and it's just sexual to the amount that animes always are. Like right. it's a law that they have to be. Um, so it's just like, you know, 20% sexualized, but it was the right age the very for us both to like dimly be understanding what's going on right. in our bodies and he was a little ahead of me and i just remember him turning to me and going like do you want to like leave the room for a while and then we'll switch <laughs> and i'll be out of the room for a while and I, was, I was like all right because i had no idea what he meant and just went out of the room and then switched with him and just waited in the room for a while and then was like i wonder what that was about <laughs> <laughs> Retrospect oh, well. is a funny thing. Yeah, right. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. you're tuned in to Michael Swaim, a montage of heck. Uh, yeah, that's right. Have, by the way, have you seen the the Cobain documentary? No, montage it's on my Swain? list queue thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tremendous. Good. It's really really good. Yeah, and there, the reason I say this because he tells this dark story about losing his virginity to this mentally retarded girl. That's Whoa. really fucked Ooh, up. Jeez. <laughs> Spoiler hope, alert! And I yeah. Kurt Cobain didn't that? have the most average Look, I upbringing. I was not scarred by. I mean, we're still friends. This friend of ours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it wasn't change like, you, yeah. yeah. She wasn't designed like that. the in utero cover. I mean, she's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's <laughs> That's her on the no, yeah. <laughs> on the in utero. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a dark story as he tells it. I'll tell you this before you guys get on. Just so your mind's right before you watch it. You're yep. gonna see way more topless Courtney Love than you were ever wanted. Oh, to. there you oh. go. Way more than you've ever. I kind of already have. Necessary. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is now it seems like two more th- two more times shitting on the kids of today. One, they don't care about privacy. 
right and, <laughs> at, all. at all and it's just weird too that the next generation will grow up without it being a concept i think yeah even existing and, at all yeah. <laughs> and uh and that's it i forget the NSA hacked into my brain and deleted the second thing. So, oh, sorry. God, <laughs> they're getting good. They're they are. Step but yeah, but no, point. I've been catching up though on the documentary, so I'll, I'll have to watch that next. I am on a streak. I just watched Life Itself, the Roger Ebert one. Okay, okay. I need that Excellent. one's in my, in my yeah, list. Very good. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that yet. Uh, great clips of Werner Herzog, who just makes me laugh every time I see him talk. He's so delightful. <laughs> I can't get um, over him ever since he did this shit on Boondocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ever Can't since then, over. I was like, okay, so Werner Herzog is fucking hilarious. He's <laughs> a pretty just cool funny, dude. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, what was it? Oh, Citizen Four. Speaking of, oh yeah, privacy. And uh, and that going clear. That was good. Wasn't that was it? really that good. Going yeah. Clear. Going clear. Did you watch the Jinx? I watched the Jinx. I watched the Act of Killing multiple times. Oh, it's the Act of Killing's fucked up. Fucked up, and one of. That just blows my mind that that footage exists. That yeah. someone has footage essentially of Hitler equivalent guy realizing his, the error of his way. Yeah. Viscerally. I would never think that that would be something that exists on camera. It's really an amazing movie. It is, and, and the same yeah. way, like, like that and the jinx, like we brought up, to, as they were brought up together, like I've right. never seen two things that pay off that well in the end as far as documentaries. And what's the big takeaway from both of those? It turns out. When evil leaves your body, it's through burping and like belching. Yeah. <laughs> the guy at the end of Act of Killing, when he realizes, <laughs> oh shit, I'm Hitler, he just starts belching. You're right. It does. It de- you definitely feel the evil through your stomach. It's, yeah. That's why, that's that's why in a lot of movies, the evil dude is always depicted like popping fucking tums and different right, things. Right, like, yeah. Oh, more, yeah. God damn, they sons of bitches. <laughs> and oh, that's great because I feel like that's kind of thing a screenwriter, a traditional screenwriter would not have thought of, but now having seen both those documentaries, I am going to make an evil character like burp a lot in a movie. (laughs) You have to do that now. Now that you know that's a real thing. It's totally a fact. Yeah. Yeah. That end of that jinx, though, like you know, I, I thought that the it was going to be the end was going to be them showing him that letter, and like obviously yeah. he's not going to admit to anything. But but it's, it's just going to be like boom. It's going to be yeah. like here you're presented with it, and you now know that we know that what really happened. Yeah. But man, when he walks into that bathroom and <laughs> with the fucking mic on again, you're yeah. just like, wait, what? What? This yeah. is going to happen? No way! Yeah. And uh, my wife, I remember her. She sits up in bed, just like, "Holy shit!" She's like, "He just." I was like, "I know, babe. This is yeah. This is fucking crazy." I. <laughs> and you know, like I've never seen him like that, like shit. The legal system, like, like, well, fuck, we gotta, we right. gotta arrest this dude. Yeah. This, yeah. this is it. Yeah. God, every guy. every documentary I see involving law enforcement, we're actually Cody is sort of spearheading a series that may or may not be on the horizon and cracked. That's a parody of these types of things like cereal and the jinx. Uh, and we've been, we've been reading some scripts and we just really like, we all really like that in all of these. Is it not true that the cop who managed the case is always the same guy? Like in every crime, it's always the like Brooklyn guy. who's like, you know, we did your best stuff slips through the cracks. You know, there's a lot of cases. (laughs) I feel really bad about those people that died. <laughs> it's always that guy. He, he's the one fucking up all the cases in America. If we took him off the payroll, so many murderers would, would be caught. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking great idea. 
Oh, He's always man. very earnestly sorry, though. You always <laughs> like, see him be like, yeah, and they closed the case. Woof. Woof. <laughs> that was good sad. thing. That dude. was a sad <laughs> day, yeah. <laughs> I'm, see, oh. I'm, I hope Cody listens to this because this is my audition for the series. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it'll work. At this point, I think you should play most of the roles in that. <laughs> thank you. Very oh, much like, you. A, like an Eddie Murphy type thing. <laughs> nice, yeah. Only if I get the suit. Right, <laughs> the, the one, the one that Eddie Murphy wore. So oh yeah, no, I want the North black and everything. It's like this is this is not going to go over good with people. <laughs> I want the Norbit suit with just the gloves and the boots from Pluto Nash. <laughs> oh, much and I'll like, ride around it. I'll I'll we'll justify make it. it. You leave that to me. Yeah. <laughs> much like the rest of America, up until this moment, I had almost forgotten about Pluto. Nash. <laughs> I have never forgotten about Neither Blue has Nash. Rosario Dawson. <laughs> yeah. She's never. Big quite. After Hours fan, by the way. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Rosario Dawson. Nice. Seems we really were cool. very gratified. We ran into her at a convention recently, and she came up and wanted to take pictures. And I, we just. That's so were cool. We're like, that's weird. We should, it should be the opposite. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. That's awesome. <laughs> so, speaking of which, did you check out Daredevil? Obviously, you did. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm not done with it. <laughs> Because uh. I, I have this weird – I'm really beholden to my mood. And I, as we hit upon, I've been in a weird uh, documentary mood that sort of derailed me halfway through. But <laughs> I'm halfway through Bloodline and Daredevil, and okay, I just nice. abandoned okay. them. But I'll get back to them. <laughs> the Daredevil thing that really got me was the episode two fight scene yes. in the hallway. That was oh, just – you guys seen Old Boy? Oh, I yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yes. oh, that yeah. great Josh Brolin film? Uh, right. Josh exactly. <laughs> 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 Oh, that man. Thanos masterpiece. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, that, that's uh, the continuous shot thing. It's just, it was fucking amazing. And the way that they yeah. seamlessly switched between him and the stunt guy yeah. was just so cool. Right. Like, oh, wait till you get genius. to episode seven, the one that's all about oh, Fisk. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. When you, really and get, I like, you get to learn I like a lot about Fisk. Fisk. It's great. Like, yeah, the fragile, wounded psycho take yeah. is a good take on D'Onofrio is amazing in that role, cool. too. Yeah. This, yeah, so good. Yeah. Yo, man, you're gonna love it. I I, I love Excellent. like we've talked about on the show, just like the uh, the idea that you know, as far as I, I think Daredevil is supposed to show up in Cap Three. Yeah, they're talking about. Oh, there's it. talks oh, wow. about that, and then the Defenders as a whole are going to be in Infinity War. Yeah. So yeah. the the whole idea of this all getting tied together is just fucking super really awesome. Cool. And even yeah. like the references in Daredevil about. You know, the you incident. Know, I, you don't have an iron suit. You don't have a magic right. hammer. You know, <laughs> right. Just... And I can't believe how loyal they are. Or there's just comic stuff that I, I really, comics are a fanciful medium. And there's stuff that I didn't think that humans would accept in the film medium. Like the fact yeah. that Vision is in yeah. Avengers. Yeah. I was always sure growing up that if there ever was an Avengers movie, Vision would get written out because he's weird. Like all yeah. his backstory and all his powers are like weird. In a way that works in comics, but I I think it works in the movie, but I'm just so pleased that they are even going there. Oh, definitely. And it makes me very – like that they're – I mean you look at Spider-Man just doing the origin over and over and over. And I'm like at least Avengers is going to continue forward and do the Infinity Wars no less. Yeah. Something yeah. Every, every comic fan loves and was a big hallmark of their Marvel experience growing up. Absolutely. Versus just being like, remember that time we all got our powers? It's, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm glad we're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, and like we were talking about, this has been... The Incredible Hulk was 2002? Yeah, I think... So this is like uh -huh. a 13-year build-up just to yeah. Age of Ultron, yeah. you know, like to get to this point. And like, <laughs> and like we've said, like they're not going to... You know, they're no re 
I don't know what's going to happen. You know, the whole idea of, of Leto coming in and having to fill these shoes after sure. Ledger is one thing, but, like, who's going to play Tony Stark? Right. After, <laughs> right. after yeah, this. Like, who is, yeah. This guy is... Who's going to play Steve Rogers yeah. after this? Fucking Chris Evans is, is Captain America. Definitely. You know, like... So yeah, they. I think they've realized there's no way we can just start over. I mean, they're gonna have to do something <laughs> like bringing keep going. Bucky up as yeah. America or Falcon or just focus more on War Machine, creating other, See, ca- yeah, switch, create other characters. I, I could switch Jeremy Renner over to the Iron Man role. That's, that's about the only person who would be good because I don't think yeah. they use him enough. I want no, I agree. Hawkeye. I really like him a lot. Yeah, I, he was I, in I the arcade like... game. I was always Hawkeye. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, in, in Ultron, you know, they give him so much more screen time, but it's his family story, which isn't bad. It's, it's, it's cool, it's yeah. It's a cool little twist, but like... And it definitely is neat with the Hawkeye ultimate stuff. Hawkeye. Yeah. And, and now we're story. getting into super nerdy, like, nitpicking stuff I hate, but right. I <laughs> wish he was purple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or that his... I don't even mean that, because that really is being like a who gives a shit. But I mean, I wish that his costume was reminiscent of anything other than, like... A black tank top and black pants. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. he looked like the other heroes. Like he had something going on. Some stupid. Yeah. He's not really something. bold looking at all. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to keep him in Black masks. Widow as the yeah. human agents. Which is bumming me out because Black yeah. Widow has a super soldier thing going on in the comics. The right. origins of hers is really interesting, and they kind of touch on it in Avengers with this with stuff. The but stuff, and but. I really hope that they, you know, they want to push for it. But that's an interesting thing that you know in the comics she's about as old as Steve Rogers. She's just right. her super soldier serum worked better. Really, yeah. she didn't get frozen. But that's a fucking cool thing. But they're really like you say they're pushing her and kind of Hawkeye to the back. I mean, I get that the other guys sell more toys or whatever. So right. much so that I was at Target the other day. There is a whole group. <laughs> Of Age of Ultron, like ten-inch figures in a giant box, and it's everyone, including <laughs> Ultron, with no Black Widow. <laughs> They're just like nobody wants Black Widow. <laughs> but like Ruffalo tweet was tweeting at him, like, "Hey, my daughters want to know why there's not more <laughs> Black Widow right. uh, figures and shit." Well, and they think they're going to shut everybody up with the Captain Marvel movie. Or this, mm. aka Jessica Jones show, which is cool that I'm glad that they're doing that. But it's like, can we also see yeah, Black Agent Widow Carter. more? She's an interesting character. Yeah. Yeah. Agent Carter is neat, but she's also not like a, a major uh, Marvel character. We, we, Marvel Universe is full of fucking female characters that are interesting and could be right. written in great ways. And they're sure. just kind of pussyfooting around with the one that they're doing. And then yeah. I don't know. It's just it's been kind of disappointing. But, you know what? Like harkening back to what you were saying earlier, like it's. It's pretty crazy with like we were talking about vision, but Marvel has gotten vision in a film. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. Rocket and Groot in a movie. Yeah. And they're right, selling yeah. billions of dollars of <laughs> merchandise on them. And DC has not, The Flash has never been in a movie. Nope. They well, that was the turning point, I think. People. The Guardians went over well and everyone loved it. Is going to open the door for. Because I never thought, I really never, and I don't know why I did, but. I really guarded my heart and never thought we would get any of the space-faring Marvel right. yeah, Because sure. it's one more level of absurdity that everyone has to accept. Yeah. But I guess we're all fine with it. And yeah. that's great, because yeah. I love it. We've set it seems like everybody's now. down for the ride. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Let's get Adam Warlock in this. Well, if your uh, movies are fucking good. I know, and they got now Cumberbatch, and it's going to be Doctor Strange. Yeah. It's amazing. Who might be, like we've talked about before, they said that there's a good chance that he's, they're going to de- debut that character on the Iron Fist Netflix show. Which is another oh, interestingly interesting, cool, obscure yeah. character yeah. To, to have a show based on. To have a full-on show, Iron Fist is getting his own. Like, yeah. These things are really cool, and I think that they've set a precedent realizing that if the... Except for the fact that Ryan Phillippe is red for... 
Oh, really? Is it still him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only. Th- but you know, like we said, that's how Marvel kind of does stuff. They're just like someone will toss something out, like like Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke <laughs> is reading for the Sorcerer Supreme. And right. Everybody's like, yeah. motherfucker. The internet says Cumberbund, <laughs> and they're like, okay, Cumberbund. Yeah. Well, well, we never mind. Cumberbund. Sorry. We didn't mean to uh, fuck with the internet. We'll hire who you guys tell us to. Well, and it's they're quality <laughs> products too. It's not just hey, check it out, comic book nerds. Here's a Guardians movie. It's a fucking fun film for even people yeah. who don't oh, know shit great. about Guardians to get into. You know, yeah. and using director like James Gunn is really mm-hmm. cool. And that's kind of a stretch in and of itself. A fucking trauma dude is directing a Marvel movie that is the biggest film of the year. Like that, all none of that right. makes sense that I yeah. just said. Like to tie it all up, yeah. super <laughs> weird side note that I don't think is on the record anywhere uh james gunn actually directed the very first prototype episode which was never released of after hours oh really that was like shot as a proof of concept at someone's house with seven or eight people talking about a topic oh wow and it was entirely improvised and that's what made us realize that it had to be four people and scripted. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that version was never released. And then he went off to become so famous that I will never speak to him or be in a room with him again. <laughs> but it's cool that he did that. Yeah, that's really yeah, neat. Absolutely. Yeah. It's and cool. so, I mean, such a great movie. I love that. Movie. The oh, chances definitely. they're taking with these directors is cool, too. I've, yeah. Now, what we're trying to push here at the Freshly Made Crackers podcast is that uh, the recently. Evacuated second Star Wars spinoff film that Josh Trank has just mm-hmm. left or been right. kicked off of, depending on what article you read. <laughs> um, we, we've heard heavy rumors that uh, B rolls Travis Long is being looked at <laughs> for, that, for that Boba Fett film. Um, and there's a Confirmed. lot of speculation. I, mean, I don't out know there. if you would want me to confirm that, but I've seen the helmet. So, I was, okay. Of course you yeah. have, because yeah. a lot of people are speculating uh, Swain will be wearing the Boba Fett gear. That <laughs> oh, year. great. Yeah. But see, but that's what's funny is it's not actually that I'm Boba Fett. It's it's like Bill Murray in Zombieland. I like sneak in as a prankster and I sort of take his helmet <laughs> ah. and I do some bits. And he vaporizes me, you know. Okay. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a fun bit. You know, I got to work with Kurt Braunohler on it, so it was, <laughs> it was a blast. <laughs> Travis, all Travis gets the Star yeah. Wars film, and it's just all—it's Mundy, it's right? All from the other. <laughs> yeah. There's not a single seventy million dollar budget. We improvised. We just shot the shit. Comedy actors. Yeah. Oh man. Well, thanks a lot for uh, coming on here, man. We thank are, you uh, guys. This was a lot of fun. Right on. Yeah, we, uh, we really yeah. appreciate it. Um, and obviously, you're welcome to come back on anytime. Yeah, for sure. I'd be delighted. We enjoyed the conversation. Absolutely. Um, Oh, is there anything that you want to plug that you got coming out? Anything that uh, people should be on the lookout for? Well, everyone can just keep watching the cracked front page because everything all oh, or my Facebook or Twitter. Okay. Nice. Uh, every uh, rom.com is definitely in the works for a new thing. We Sweet. got awesome. Uh, I feels weird to say this because I'm anti them in general, but we have a zombie show coming up. It's very great because I hope you will trust me when I say that. The Cracked Writers, we've we've given it a new direction and sort of a new set of rules and a new game that you haven't seen before, or we wouldn't be coming at you with a zombie show. You know, it's not right. an average zombie show. So okay. I'm really excited about that, and uh, and I'm actually going to be working on a lot of my own uh, personal projects okay. coming up here. So awesome. I guess look me up on Facebook for that stuff. Absolutely, anything that uh, that we see of yours that comes out or whatever, we'll big it up Definitely on our promote Facebook it, page yeah. as well too. Um, Excellent. And, well, thank you guys. Right on. Yeah, Thanks thank a lot. You uh, for us, we coming up. We have uh, comedian. How do you? 
comedian. Comedian. Did yeah. They say comedian. 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 Amber Clear is going to be coming on here in a few Ooh. weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. she uh, is a local St. Louis comic, um, and we've got a bunch of we've got some indie rock bands and stuff. Yeah. It's coming up on here pretty soon. Old uh, Square Capital Dance Club. Or, Old Capital Square Dance Club. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> when you put five words in your band name, you it's have to not your somebody's going to get it mixed fault. up every yeah. once in a while. Um, and we've got some other stuff coming. We're going to try to get them over here and do like a live performance. So be listening for that. And yeah. again, super thanks to uh, Michael for coming on today, man. Yeah. Really, we can't say we appreciate it enough. Yeah, it's definitely. Super oh, awesome. Big fans. It's been fun. And it's also nice check out guys. Kill Me Now. It's on, you can go to. Please uh, do. Kill Me Now movie or on iTunes, either one. Real G's, buy it from iTunes so you can have it in your library with, you know, Thor the Dark World and (laughs) shit like that. So, um, anyway, yeah, check out everything. We'll we'll be linking a bunch of stuff of uh, Swames up on our page and stuff. Perfect. If for some reason you know us, but you don't know Michael Swame in some weird dimension (laughs) that you live in. Um, And if you were here because of Michael Swame, thanks for listening and listening to some more. Check back, uh, yeah. All right, well... um, all right, guys. Thanks a lot, and we will be come, we will probably be back in about a week. Yep. All right. Thanks. Mm-hmm.